the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I want to give us some things that are very familiar. They're biblical, spiritual principles that apply all throughout God's Word, but they're foundational. So I want you to understand this as you think about pursuing the dreams God has given you. Number one, God has a plan for your life. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus Christ like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhillchurch.com. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. There's that word. He's a dreamer. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, hear this dream that I have dreamed. (laughs) Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. Behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. Behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. Now, before we go any further, I I think you and I can understand why his brothers might would have gotten upset. But he doesn't stop there. His brother said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream. He told it to his brothers and he said, behold, I've dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream you've dreamed? Shall I and your mother, your brothers, indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? And the brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept this saying in mind. We're talking about dreaming. I'm encouraging you to dream on. But I want to warn you, there are some things that can kill our dreams. They can rob us. They can steal the joy that God intends in our life. And some of them begin with us. So, For example, in Joseph's life, I think his immaturity his immaturity had the opportunity to become a dream killer. Why do I say he was immature? <laughs> because he was a tattletale. Nobody likes a tattletale. In our very first introduction to Joseph, we learned that he's telling on his brothers. Of course they hated that. And unfortunately, it made them hate him. But not only his immaturity, his insensitivity could have become a, a dream killer in his life. If you're not aware of what's going on in the people around you, it can create problems. And I think that did for Joseph. Not only was he known to strut around in this coat of many colors, but here he goes and he shares his dream. And did you know psychologists even tell us that it's, it's not always wise to share the dreams and the visions that God's given you. Some people won't understand them. And sometimes the psychologists tell us that even after you've shared that dream, you feel like you've accomplished it, so you won't continue to pursue it. I don't know what was going on with Joseph, but we know that it did not turn out well that he shared his dreams. His dreams were given to him by God, but he was not ready to realize the dreams that God had given him. He still had some growing up to do. 
And so I'd remind you, you've got some things, maybe you're hearing this thus far and you're thinking, boy, I've had big dreams, but nothing's coming of them. I need to remind you, we've learned this in the past, God's delays are not necessarily God's denials. And sometimes God needs to develop us for the dreams he's destined us for. Sometimes he's still working in us so that he might one day work through us. I love the way Tony Evans puts it. He says, sometimes God allows detours around us so that he can do the necessary construction in us. So here's Joseph. He's contributing to the problem and he's about to learn that sometimes things get worse before they get better. But let's look at Joseph's brothers. In general, they illustrate to us that unhealthy relationships form a breeding ground for the killing of our dreams. So if you look around you and and your life is filled with unhealthy relationships, it's probably going to be hard to go after your dreams. Let's look at what made his relationships so unhealthy with his brothers. First, it said they hated him. You never see hate spoken of highly in scripture. In fact, in Psalms 33, one, it says, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Solomon tells us in Proverbs 10, 12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all distress. First John 2, 9 tells us that whoever says he's in the light, but hates his brother is still in darkness. You, you can't pursue God's best when you're filled with hate. There was hate, but there was also jealousy, and, and jealousy can rob us of our dreams. In Song of Solomon, in chapter 8 and verse 6, it says, jealousy is as fierce as the grave. His brothers were jealous. They had seen that he was the favorite of their father. And that didn't help their relationship. And then ultimately, there began to be violence and even what we would define as abuse. And violence and abuse can rob us of the dreams in our lives. But it doesn't have to be this way. I want to continue the story. Look at verse 18. Joseph had been sent to his brothers by his father. They had been out working. He's 17, but he wasn't with them. That probably did not go over well anyway. So in verse 18, it says, they saw him from afar and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, here comes the dreamer. Is that ever said of you? Here comes the dreamer. Are are you known as a a person who is always thinking about what could be, what what should be a a vision for the future? Are, Are you thinking about God's best? Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him. And we will see what will become of his dreams. And that's what I want you to think about before we go any further. What will become of your dreams? I believe no matter who you are and and where you are, God has begun to birth something inside of you, something he put there for your good and for his glory. And you get to decide what will become of your dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands saying, let us not take his life that he might rescue him out of their hand to restore him to the father. 
So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore. Now, I want you to think about that robe, the robe of many colors. What was that to Joseph? Oh, it was something valuable. It was meaningful. And this story tells me that sometimes God will allow us to be stripped of those things that we deem valuable so that he might put our focus where he wants it to be. Right now we're walking through this worldwide crisis and and I believe it is exposing the idols in our life, those things we were holding on to that really weren't that important, that may be keeping us from those things that God wants us to experience. And then it says they took him and they threw him into a pit and the pit was empty and there was no water in it. The pit. Are you in a pit today? A spiritually dry place? Have you ever felt like your dreams had been shattered? Your hope had been broken? Your confidence in the future was uncertain and and you did not know where you were going to turn? Well, we're reading a story in scripture of one who can relate. So I want us to think about dreams for just a few minutes. I suppose that first I should ask, does God still give us dreams today? What do you think? I believe the answer to that is yes. Number one, did you know that all around the world, God is speaking to people in dreams and visions for the purpose of revealing himself to them so that they may hear the good news of salvation. One of my favorite stories of God's work through the ministry of this church is is one who walked through the doors one day and was eventually led to Christ from a faraway land because God had revealed himself to her in a dream and she came to this place to hear the truth and the hope and the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's happening all around the world. So God still does give dreams for the purpose of leading to his salvation. But there's another reason God gives dreams. I believe God plants dreams into the lives of believers so that they might live for his greater glory. So I want to ask you again, has God given you a dream? If God gives dreams today, there's some things we have to remember. First of all, we've got to remember that in our dreams, God will never contradict his word. So don't think for a second God's going to give you a dream that uh, overspeaks what he's already told us in his word. Secondly, if God gives us a dream, it's always going to be for a purpose greater than for ourselves. God's not going to give you a dream just to benefit you. God's going to give you a dream so that you might point to others and benefit others. That's what we see at the end of Joseph's story. These dreams that God had been given him was so that he could impact the nations, literally the world, for the glory of God. The third thing I see in the story about dreams, if God gives us dreams, we have input into what will come of those dreams. So I want to look at Joseph. We're just diving into his story, just an introduction today. And I want to give us some things that are very familiar. They're biblical, spiritual principles that apply all throughout God's word, but they're foundational. So I want you to understand this as you think about pursuing the dreams God has given you. Number one, God has a plan for your life. If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis video of the message you're listening to is available when you click the watch tab at missionhillchurch.com. 
Thanks for sharing time with us and for sharing your financial gifts by clicking the Give button at MissionHillChurch.com. And now, with more of today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. God has a plan for your life. You are not accidental. God has a plan for your life that he wants you to accomplish with him and through him and for him. And if you do not accomplish the plan that God has for you, no one else is going to accomplish it. That's the dream that he's birthing. It's why he created you. And just because it's God's plan, it doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult. God's dreams take discipline. Dreams always take discipline. Dreams without discipline may become nightmares in your life. So here's what I want you to do today. Dare to discipline and tackle that dream. Go after that plan that God has put in your life. God has a plan for your life, but there's a second thing. God's plan may involve your pain. God's plan may involve your pain. As we look at the life of Joseph, this is not going to be the only pain that he experienced. Sure, it's a bad thing that he's thrown into a pit by his brothers. But you know that Joseph is going to end up spending time in prison. He's going to be cast aside again and again throughout his life. But he pushes through. Because God was using that pain to strengthen him, to grow him, to help guide him toward that destiny. God's plan may involve your pain. If you're going to be a dreamer, you're going to be criticized. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be derided and jeered and mocked and laughed at. Remember what Joseph's brothers said when they saw him coming? Look, here comes the dreamer. It wasn't a positive statement. They were being sarcastic. I want to warn you, there will always be those who tell you your dreams are inconceivable, that they're impractical, that they're impossible and and unachievable. In fact, I I love a story that I found this week. It's the story of Charles Duell. In 1899, he was the director of the United States Patent Office. But he declared this in 1899. Everything that could be invented has already been invented. So he asked the president of the United States, President McKinley, to abolish his job. You know what happened the very next year? The very next year, R.A. Fessendine uh, sent the human voice over the radio waves for the first time. In 1901, the first Mercedes automobile uh, was constructed. In 1903, the Wright brothers successfully flew a powered airplane. In 1904, the photoelectric cell was developed. All of these within five years of Mr. Duell saying nothing was left to be invented. And we know what's happened since then. There will always be those who say it can't be done. Those that say your dream doesn't make sense. Dream on anyway. God's plan may involve your pain. In fact, it, it... It's likely that as God is planning something you've not even imagined, you're going to walk through some times that you don't understand. I want to tell you something you need to hear today. Life is not always fair. We just celebrated Easter and 
At Easter, we remember the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, here's the truth. It was not fair. But it was what God intended to happen. So what do you need to do when you're walking through these painful times? Let me just give you four principles that I've adapted from my friend, Dr. James Merritt. First of all, I would say, remember, God is always guiding you. God's always guiding you. The Bible says we make our plans, but he guides our steps. Secondly, God is always guarding you. He's always guarding you. That's why the psalmist constantly talks about him being our shelter, him being the rock, him being our hiding place. Don't forget that God has got your back. Not only is God guiding you and he's guarding you, God is also gauging you. Now to gauge something means to determine its dimension, to measure it. And did you know that that's what God's doing when you walk through those testing times in life? God's measuring you to to see what's going to be accomplished in and through you. You That's why the Bible says in the book of James, count it all joy when you encounter life's testing times. In Psalms 105 and verse 17, it describes the life of Joseph and it says, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar of iron. Why? Because God was testing him. It says in verse 19, until he came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. God's guiding you, God's guarding you, God's gauging you, and God is always growing you. He's growing you. As you look at your life right now and, and ask, what am I going through that God may be using to grow me? God, God has a plan for your life. God's plan may involve your pain. But I want you to know one more thing. God's plan is what gives you purpose. These dreams that Joseph was dreaming in Genesis 37, they would be the same dreams that come to fruition in Genesis 50. God was working even early in Joseph's life to develop his purpose for his glory. You may need to know today that God created you on purpose and for a purpose. And his greatest desire is that you discover your purpose for living. Have you discovered that purpose? I love this great quote I came across from Alistair Begg. It says, we can't discern God's plan based on what's most comfortable or acceptable and rationally obvious. God's providential care expresses itself not only in ordinary, expected ways, but also in surprising and unusual ways. Let's not see the dark and disappointing times as thwarting his unfolding purpose. Instead, let's learn each day to trust him more completely. I think what he's saying, though it sounds like a a cliche, is you must learn to see your problems as possibilities that are leading you to God's purpose. When you understand these three truths, you are on the path to defying the odds and discovering your destiny. God God has a plan for you. God's plan may involve your pain, pain, but God's plan is what gives you purpose. So go after God's plan. Well, that's what took place that we see in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 19. 
Joseph said to them, do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive. See, in Genesis chapter 50, Joseph understood that everything that he'd experienced in all these other chapters had taken place so that God might get him to where he wanted him to be. He didn't have a pity party. He didn't have a prison break. But God took him to the palace of his dreams and he used him to accomplish an eternal purpose. The same is true for you. If God brought you to it, he will get you through it. Some of you are looking at the circumstances of our world, our lives today, and you're thinking, how am I going to go forward? Hear me say it again. If God brought you to it, as you lean in on him, he will bring you through it. I want to wrap this up, but I want to tell you an important truth before I do. What Joseph's brothers did at the end of Genesis chapter 37 did not go unnoticed. And neither do our sins go unnoticed. When, when we hurt others, when we step out in disobedience, when we do things that seek to get ourselves or other people outside of the will of God. In fact, much of the following chapters will be spent with the pain, the agony that his brothers went through. And this principle is taught to us in Proverbs. Listen to what it says. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Proverbs 28, 13. What is it saying? What we cover, God will one day uncover. But I'm so grateful that what we uncover, what we confess, God will always, by his grace and by his mercy, he will cover. What about you? How how do I make sure I'm getting in on this plan that God has for me? I want to take you to Romans chapter 12, read a couple of verses and and give you practical help to get in on God's plan. The first is this, verse one. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You want to dream again? You want to get in on what God's doing and experience his best for your life? then present yourself to him. The key is presentation. It's your yes. It's giving God your best yes, putting your yes on the table. Have you done that? Have you said to God, no matter what the question, the answer is yes. Before you're too quick, remember this, yes may lead you to a pit. You may even feel imprisoned by your yes. But if you give God your yes, whatever he allows you to go to, he will get you through. First thing is presentation, giving God your yes. But look at verse two. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is your good and acceptable and perfect will. Presentation, it leads you to experience transformation. Hey, I want you to understand something today. You will never experience God's best for your life until you give him your yes for your life. Is God allowing you to dream for his greater glory? I pray that he is. 
And I pray that you are. As we continue in the coming weeks to look at the life of Joseph, you're going to see something very familiar that is repeated again and again. We first see it in Genesis 39. It says, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man, even though he was in the house of his Egyptian master. So we're leaving Joseph. He's in a pit. He's sold off into slavery. He's on his way into Egypt. But the Lord is with him. When the Lord is with you, your dreams can be fulfilled. Here's my question for you today. Is the Lord with you? You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis, an outreach of Mission Hill Church. If you're looking for answers to difficult questions or searching for a church home, you're invited to any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. Details and directions at missionhillchurch.com. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhillchurch.com and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhillchurch.com. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk, a.m. 570 and 910.